Greetings, listeners from the world headquarters of a couple of dusty muffins. Hey, we're hey. coming to you from the beautiful deity of Seattle, Washington. I'm Penny Legate. I'm Julie Blackwell. Penny, you know, just listening to you, I don't know why you just made me laugh. I don't know. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Are you laughing with me or at me? Well, both. Okay, but- good. <laughs> Either one's fine. I like making people laugh. I know you do. (laughs) So today we're talking about a sensitive, sometimes controversial subject. Yes. No Uh, laughing matter. No. (laughs) Wrinkles. 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 I know. Um, So we're not talking about wrinkles in the sheets or wrinkled paper, man. We're talking about our faces. I know. I know. What happened? Well, everything (laughs) begins to drop. You know, after a certain age, gravity takes hold Mm -hmm. and our faces begin to sag. They try to make wrinkles seem like wear them like proudly that you've earned them. I said, I'd be I'd like to return them for money. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's controversial. And many years ago, when I was doing a health series for Fox Health News, I did a series on Botox and I got Botox like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I kept doing it for a while. It was ridiculously expensive, but that's right. when I was making some money. Stupid and expensive. So it, it was stupid. Not that I know. Not that I know. No, of course not. <laughs> Our secrets are coming out. But anyway, I got it. You know, you always see your faults. So my thing, I had like a crater between my eyebrows mm-hmm. and wrinkles in my forehead. And I have enough fat cells on the rest of my face. So I'm not too <laughs> wrinkled, but it really helped. Then I couldn't afford it anymore. And so now if I had the money, what I do plastic surgery, I don't know. You know, it's like there's kind of a revolt going on with women. This is who I am. Right. This is my well, age. Yeah. I have to confess. I went to a plastic surgeon. <laughs> I know. You told me. <laughs> well, you're supposed to act surprised. This is oh, our show. Oh, you're supposed to go, oh, oh, no, oh, I did. Really? No. Now, <laughs> I, I have to say, here's what Julie's response was the first time I told her. She goes, what? And I said, yeah. And I said, I'm not deciding to do anything, but I just wanted a consultation because it's this dilemma of what society tells us we should be, that we should be attractive and unwrinkled and smooth skin and tight skin and, you know, tight butt, all that stuff into our hundreds, since we're going to live that whole number right now. Right. And, and then, and then what we feel, right. So I, I want to say, first of all, that there's no right or wrong here in terms of what you, man, woman, whomever is listening, chooses to do with their their bodies in terms of plastic surgery. It's all a very personal decision and I don't you know, celebrate it or condemn it. So for me, in the last year or two, even my daughter has noticed that I've got these lines, deep lines that come down from the corner of my mouth to my chin. And then when the lines meet the chin, they turn into a big jowl. Now (laughs) I just dangling down there. Look at that. I know. I know you guys who are listening can't see it, but yeah, look at that. Yeah. But I don't see that when I look at you. See, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, it's like, you know, it's like a, a, a race difference, skin color. I know you're black, but I don't care. Yeah. Now that we're, yeah. you know, so I look at you and of course I see them and you see my flaws in my face, but you don't care about yeah, it. No, don't, I don't care. I don't even, I don't. It's how don't we really, judge ourselves. That's the, is. that's the problem. That is it's, the problem. And I think 
Yeah. Is it, does it come from us internally or does it come from what society says we need to look like? Both. We've adapted and adopted all those false ideas about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to look. It's been coming at us since we were children mm-hmm. and it's still preeminent yes. in the culture because it's all you see. You look at the plastic Kardashians ugh, and all of the tight skin youth hoisted on us on every commercial. And you don't see a lot of elderly people or older women where their flaws are respected and admired or extolled. So mm-hmm. the message is, you know, you have to be wrinkle free. You have to have perfect skin. And we've been hearing that for decades mm-hmm. and it's hard to break away from it. It really is. But there is also going on a kind of rebellion in the culture of women's power and women saying enough of this bullshit. Yeah. So Alicia Keys, for one. Yes. She's a famous singer. For those of you who may not know who she is, a beautiful woman, absolutely beautiful and rock star talent. And she was one of the judges on The Voice for a while. Um, That's not her most amazing achievement by any stretch. But she said, you know what, I'm going on without makeup. And she was equally or more beautiful without all of her makeup on, which was a very brave, I think, thing to do on a national television show, and especially next to Gwen Stefani, who I love too. But you know, she's like the epitome of makeup and clothes and long fingernails and stuff, which is fine too. But she broke the mold there saying, I'm going on without makeup on TV. If I look like Alicia Keys, I would never put on <laughs> another false eyelash or, or makeup again. Yeah. Well, you've so, never worn false eyelashes, have you? No, I and I have no eyelashes anymore. <laughs> it's just about being comfortable with who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think just as the uh, right to life or the pro-choice issue, that controversy, whatever you want to do with your body is your choice. Mm-hmm. And if I want to not have plastic surgery and not continue Botox and you know just wear my wrinkles, I don't wear them with pride, but I have them. To me, when I look at my face, <laughs> uh, I think, you know what? There's some well-worn battle scars here that show through yeah. my face. Our faces are such a mirror to everything that's going on in our bodies and our minds and our souls. And so when I look at my face and I see sadness in my eyes sometimes, and I see the droopy jowls and, you know, the scar on my forehead where I fell off a log on the beach because I had <laughs> too much wine. <laughs> and I go, you know, I could have fixed that scar, but I kind of like it. And I, I just sort of think that's part of who I am and what I, how I've lived and all the good and bad just right there. And I think if we keep telling ourselves that, we'll start, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll finally start to believe it. Yeah. And you, you and I keep telling each other, I love you just the way you are. Yeah. If you want to get plastic surgery, get it. Mm-hmm. If I could afford it, uh, I don't think I'd get it because I've had enough surgery. I don't want to do any voluntary surgeries. So I don't want my face cut. There's a great scene, by the way, in the movie. It's complicated with Meryl Streep and Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, which is a hysterical, hilarious film. And she goes in early in the movie to explore. She has a sagging eye- eyelid. Mm-hmm. And she's holding. She's always holding up with one <laughs> finger, which I've done, too. And she goes to see a plastic surgeon and he comes in and she tells him, you know, uh, doctor, I just am interested in having this one eye done. <laughs> so he takes out a ruler and he holds it up to both eyes. And he says, well, I forget her name in the movie. But anyway, he says, 
to the actress, Meryl Streep. He says, well, actually, both eyelids are sagging. You need a complete brow lift. And he goes through, he says, we'll cut you here and then we'll lift up your forehead and you'll have <laughs> stitches across the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll only have a headache for maybe six months. <laughs> so, so she flees out of the doctor's office, gasping for breath and decides not to do it. So I think the more of us, more of us women who say these things and tell each other our stories and tell us we're beautiful, even with these wrinkles, we'll start to have a supportive community. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Julie, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with women kind of asserting their true looks, right? Where you couldn't get into a hairdresser. And so a lot of women let their natural color come out. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Me too. (laughs) And some people say to me, my friends say, you know, you really should go back blonde. It would make you look fresher and younger. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I still got those wrinkles on that face. The hair could be, but I don't know. I kind of like owning silver streaks. I kind of like where I am in life where, you know, I'm a grandparent why should I look like the, like that hot blonde I used to be, baby? Man, I had you know, I had it going on. Me too. I look back <laughs> at all old pictures of myself. There's a picture of when I was in Europe after college, and I was thin and svelte and long, thick blonde hair. We can talk about you know losing hair later, but that's another subject. That is. So, so I guess I wouldn't go back. Yeah. Because yeah. I value what I've learned and what I've survived more than the ignorant, but very wrinkle-free girl I was at 22. Absolutely. So yeah, I wouldn't trade my uh, 67-year-old brain for a 25-year-old skin. I wouldn't do it. I actually no. wouldn't do it. Would oh, you? I, were, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> You're I such could. a bitch. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. I'm such a hypocrite. Yes, so that's the other thing. <laughs> yes, I would trade. I would trade the body if I could keep the, the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the knowledge. Well, but you can't. That's, that's no, one or the other. I, I know. I so know. What are you going to do? I'm going to stay do? old and wrinkled. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. right. That's all so, we have to say for now about well, it. Yeah. It's uh, to cut or not to cut. It's your choice. We support you either way. And uh, before we finish with our dusty muffins and, you know, 50 years, 20 years, however long we go on here, Julie, I may have a facelift. I'm just saying. Who knows? <laughs> If I win the lottery, I might too. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. Love you. <laughs> yes. Thanks everybody for listening. We had fun. Hope you did too. We're a couple of dusty muffins. Hey, a footnote here. A couple of dusty muffins is all glued and tied and soldered together. And hate to sound so smart because of our production director, Clem Daniels. <laughs>